kids, my name is Muhammad Allo or Dr. Allo. I am a cardiologist. For those of you who don't know, a cardiologist is a heart doctor. I'm sorry I couldn't be there with you guys in person. So I know you guys submitted questions and I'm sending you uh, these responses. So a couple of things that you guys should know. A cardiologist is a heart doctor. So when your parents ask you what do you want to be when you grow up instead of just saying a doctor, you could actually just say a heart doctor. Um, there are obviously brain doctors, we call those uh, neurologists. There are kids doctors, we call those pediatricians. There are all kinds of different doctors. So everybody has their own specialty and focuses on um, their own part. The other really cool and neat thing about me is I'm also a certified personal trainer. Um, a personal trainer is someone who trains people um, in strength training, endurance, flexibility, mobility, all these kind of things. Anytime you go to a gym and you see somebody training somebody, that's usually a personal trainer uh, working with that uh, person. The other really neat thing is that I'm a coach. I coach a lot of sports. I've coached football, tackle and flag football. I've coached soccer, baseball, softball, even golf. Um, what else? I don't know. Lots of different sports. So I, I really enjoy coaching, and I think that's a super cool thing to do to give back to the community. Um, I have four kids. They're all involved in sports, and they all uh, do a really good job. Um, so I, let's get to the questions. You guys sent me these questions. I'm going to get to them. Number one, what are interesting facts about the heart that young people should be aware of? So the heart is a muscle. It's a muscle that pumps. Um, it uses a lot of the blood, and this is about what a heart looks like. Um, you guys are wondering, what is a heart? This is what a heart looks like. These are the main blood vessels coming out of it. And then inside the heart, and I don't want to take this apart because it makes a lot of noise, um, but inside the heart are these one-way valves. So the blood usually starts in these top chambers. When they squeeze, the blood goes through these white things. These white things are one-way valves. The blood goes down into here, and then the bottom chamber squeeze. You can see how thick the muscle is. You see these uh, areas here where the muscle is like super thick. Um, the, this heart squeezes, um, and that's kind of how it works. These are one-way valves um, that allow the heart to pump only in one direction. As people get older, sometimes those valves can get a little leaky, and that's when you got to come and start seeing a heart out. So the neat thing about it is it uses a lot of power and force, and it's probably the only muscle in your body that is always working. Like, for example, your biceps, you squeeze them when you're lifting things or doing things, but then when you lay down to sleep, nothing happens. You're not really using them. When you go to sleep, your heart is still uh, pumping. So that's one really cool thing about the heart. Number one, how can we prevent heart attacks? So that's the next question. How can we prevent heart attacks? So there's a few things you can do. Number one, you have to try your best to not smoke or never start smoking. Um, that is that increases your risk of a heart attack or stroke, and that's a brain attack. There's a heart attack and a brain attack. That reduces your risk by 20 times normal. The next most important thing is to try to stay as close to your ideal body weight as possible. Um, for most men, depending on how tall you are, most kids, once you're an adult and once you get older, you want to be somewhere between 140 pounds, maybe up to about 200, depending on like if you're super tall. For most women, you're looking at about 120 pounds, maybe up to about 160 um, to be considered at a healthy weight. Once you're over 220 or so, 240, 250, 270 in men, and like 180, 190, 200, 220 in women, you're, you're, you're getting a little bit overweight. That increases your risk of heart attacks and strokes by 10 times uh, normal. So not that many people smoke in the United States anymore, but there's almost the entire country is overweight. 80% of adults are overweight and almost 20% of kids uh, are overweight. So those are some things that you really got to be careful of. Now, how do you stay at your ideal body weight? So 
You could go to DrAllo.tv. That's D-R-A-L-O.tv. One word, D-R-A-L-O.tv. That'll take you to my YouTube channel, and I have an entire playlist for weight loss. Um, you can go on there and, and watch all that. But the basics come down to eat the foods that you enjoy, eat what you like to eat, just a little bit less. So take away half your plate, like for breakfast, if you have two eggs, two toast, and two pieces of turkey bacon, make it one egg, one toast, and one piece of turkey bacon. If you normally have a bowl of cereal, take away half of it. If you have a banana for lunch, make it half. If you have a salad for dinner, make it half. Take away half your food, wait 20 minutes. It takes about 20 minutes for your brain to tell you, for your stomach to tell your brain that it's full. So wait about 20 minutes and then go back and eat more if you're still hungry. But you want to be a little bit hungry. You want to feel a little bit hungry at night. That means you're eating less than you need and that you are uh, probably going to be uh, on your path to losing weight. Now, don't freak out if one day you mess up and eat a ton of food. Don't worry about it. You want to develop a really good relationship with food. I have a free mindset course uh, about food. If you just go to dralo.net, D-R-A-L-O.net slash mindset. And I'll, I'll uh, put it down here maybe. If you go to dralo.net slash mindset, you can take my mindset course and it'll teach you how to have a really good relationship with food and a really good relationship uh, with exercise. Um, also, I have a book called Actual Weight Loss. If you go to amazon.com and search for Actual Weight Loss book, you'll find it. Um, maybe a little bit above some of your guys' heads, but anybody who's over 10 or 12 should probably be able to read it pretty easily. Um, if you go to actualweightlossbook.com, it'll take you straight to the Amazon uh, listing. Um, the next question you guys sent are, why do some nationalities seem more susceptible to heart attacks? Is it genetic? Yeah, it's super genetic. Um, there are some people who are real thin, never smoked, super healthy, that have diabetes, that have really high cholesterols. Um, the number one thing that um, correlates with heart attack and stroke is obviously number one, smoking, um, number two, being overweight, and then number three, how high your bad cholesterol is. Your bad cholesterol is called LDL or uh, low density lipoprotein. If your bad cholesterol is pretty high, it is genetic, 95, 90% genetic, maybe up to 95%. Um, they've done studies where they've had people modify their diet and exercise regimen to try to lower their cholesterol. And after two years, you can only lower it about 10 to 15%. The best people in those studies lowered it about 16 to 18%, but it was just a few people. The vast majority, somewhere between 10 and 15%. So let's say your cholesterol is like 200. You could drop it by about 20 points. So you can get to like 180, maybe 175-ish um, if you did everything right. But it's hard to do everything right. Um, so a lot of times people with genetically high cholesterol, they need these medications called statins. It's a genetic mutation, um, but the statin medications combat that. Now we have four or five other medications that we can use that work really, really well. Next question you guys sent here, why do young healthy people get heart attacks? So young healthy people can get heart attacks if they have something called familial hypercholesterolemia. Familial means genetic, like it's from your family. Hyper is a lot. Cholesterolemia means high cholesterol in your bloodstream. If you genetically have hypercholesterolemia, um, you could have heart attacks at a very young age. And these are people that have cholesterols in the three, four, five, six hundred. The highest I've ever seen is a thousand. I had a patient with a 998, basically a thousand. Um, super young guy, like 20 years old. That's all genetic. You got to get on medications right away so that you don't have a heart attack or stroke when you're like 25 and have open heart surgery where they cut you open and rearrange your heart and your, your, your blood vessels um, by the time you're like 28, 30, 36 years old. Um, also, a lot of times young people don't die of a heart attack, but they die of so something called sudden cardiac death. This is different than a heart attack. This is when your heart goes into a deadly heart rhythm 
and it, it's instead of like pumping you know with every beat it just goes it just goes crazy you go into a deadly heart rhythm no more blood's being pumped like imagine the muscles that i just showed you in the heart instead of like pumping with every beat they just quiver there's no more blood flow the blood that was flowing in here you know with the squeezing no longer flowing no more blood getting to your brain or your heart even your other organs and you eventually uh, die that's called sudden cardiac death that's also genetic it usually runs in families if you have a male in your family that had a sudden cardiac death before the age of 40 like died at a young age before the age of age of 40 like suddenly that's one trigger um or like uh key to know that he there may be something like that going on um the next question that you guys asked is let's see uh where are we healthy eating habits should form at a young age yeah so you should definitely try to form healthy eating habits at a young age i don't like to assign moral value to food like we shouldn't say that salad is always healthy and ice cream and pizza are always evil they're not they're just food and you can what well, you can go to my mindset course and you can learn more about that or some of my youtube uh videos but you want to eat an amount that's good for you so let's say you, you weigh 120 pounds you want to stay 120 pounds you know about how much to eat to weigh 120 pounds the biggest thing is to stay healthy by being active the more activity you do regardless of what that activity is somebody say well i don't like running you don't have to run i don't like basketball you don't have to play basketball i don't want to hike pick something you enjoy it could be swimming it could be just going for a walk in the park it could be hiking spinning biking you know any activity that you do that you could do for a long time i highly recommend you do that it doesn't have to be weightlifting or biking it doesn't have to be like i'm going to the gym now to work out or exercise it could be anything that you enjoy or anything that you like so just pick an activity that you like and just start doing it once a week twice a week whatever you want um next question you guys sent is Healthy eating habits. Okay, so back to that before I finish that one. Yeah, healthy eating habits is something we call the Mediterranean diet. You can Google it. Mediterranean diet, fruits, vegetables, lots of fruits and vegetables, whole grains, legumes, and beans. These are like beans. Um, lean meats like salmon and fish and lean cuts of beef are okay. Um, chicken, turkey, that kind of stuff. Super high in omega-3s, uh, which are like good fats. Um, all of that stuff is good for you. Olive oil, huge in the Mediterranean diet. The Mediterranean diet has been shown to reduce cardiovascular mortality significantly, and it's the only diet that does. And it lowers the incidence of about 12 different cancers. Now, I'm sure you guys go on Instagram or YouTube or whatever, and you see all this keto diet and, and, and intermittent fasting and all this paleo, kaleo, whatever, all these funny diets. You don't have to do that to lose weight. You can lose weight eating what you already like to eat, just a little bit less, kind of how I described earlier. None of those diets has like a superiority or advantage over just eating what you already like, just a lot less. You can actually Google one of my YouTube videos. Go on YouTube and type in Dr. Allo Twinkie Diet, professor of nutrition. The head of nutrition, Kansas State University, lost 28 pounds in 10 weeks, basically eating only Twinkies. I'll let you watch that one. Uh, for the rest of the details but you can eat whatever you want and still lose weight as long as it's less than you need um, so i highly highly recommend that but definitely fruits and vegetables have high antioxidants and are in the mediterranean style diet full of those is associated with less cardiovascular risk and mortality you're less likely to die and it's a lot healthier so highly recommend uh doing that is it okay to eat doritos and pop tarts and twinkies and cereals and highly processed foods like that sure you can do that. I don't want you to completely eliminate those foods because then you have a bad relationship with food. You'll crave those and you'll binge one day. I don't want you to do that. Eat those, but it should only make up about 10 to 20% of your total uh, food. So as long as 80% of the time you're eating fairly healthy Mediterranean-style stuff, that's really, really good. The next question, you guys said, what are healthy tips for my heart? So I've been kind of going over them, healthy tips for your heart, becoming more active, eating healthier, never smoking, getting your body weight down, um, being active is a huge one. Try to do something you enjoy and do it 
often. Now, don't go crazy. I'm going to work out three times a day for the rest of my life. No, that's insane. Don't go crazy like trying to, you know, uh, just because something is good at a at once a day doesn't mean it's good at four or five times a day. Like you go lift weights four or five times a day, you're probably going to get injured or hurt yourself. Um, so just pick something you enjoy and start doing it. Start with eating healthy eating habits and just kind of go from there slowly, slowly and uh, do more and, and improve. What can you tell us about a heart? Okay, wait, never mind. Next question, number seven. Uh, what does my heart, why does my heart hurt after I go through a sad event? So, um, when you're when you when you're going through an emotional event, your your entire body is affected, and and your heart can hurt because of the anxiety and the tightness. Sometimes your arteries can actually constrict. Your heart's arteries, your brain's arteries, your arms, you know, everywhere, your arteries can sometimes constrict, and it feels like a heartache. Actually, that's where the word heartache comes from. Um, your arteries can constrict, and plus, when you're sad, you release all these neuro. Uh, signals and neurotransmitters that can cause uh, a lot of these things. They call, and, and a lot of it is psychosocial. You, someone dies, it's super sad. They have this thing called broken heart syndrome or Takotsubo cardiomyopathy where your heart actually is no longer pumping as strong as it could. Let's say every day it's pumping like this. You have somebody dies in your family, you're super sad, your heart starts pumping a little bit weaker. Um, so much so that we sometimes take these people to the cardiac cath lab and have to do a procedure to just make sure their heart is actually okay. Um, so those are all things that can affect uh, your heart. Um, the next one, number eight, can you tell us about a heart transplant? So, yeah, sure. We have artificial hearts where um, it's a mechanical device that pumps for you. And then we have a real heart. Somebody dies, we take their heart and put it in you as long as you're a match and whatnot. About 3,000, 2,500 to about 3,000 of these occur every year um, throughout the world. You know, most of them, you know, generally in the United States. But there are some other countries that do a few here and there. Um, it's complicated. you got to be on medications to suppress your immune system because you're putting a foreign body or a foreign object into your body so your body wants to fight it. Like imagine uh, when you ingest a poison or something. It's not natural. Your body tries to fight it. Or you get a splinter in your in your finger. Your body starts getting inflamed and swollen around that area. It's kind of like that. Your body's fighting this thing that doesn't belong there. Um, so it is complicated, but it does definitely happen. And, and people live a, live a good time, a good amount of time with those. I've seen up to 10, 15 years sometimes. There are artificial hearts where the person has something called an LVAD or left ventricular assist device or a full artificial heart where the there's this thing that pumps your heart for you. Um, those are all available, and those can last a really, really long time. Um, but there, there's all kinds of neat stuff. Look, that's, look that up on YouTube. Just search LVAD, LVAD, left ventricular assist device, like this jet engine that sits in your heart connected to a tube and it just like it pumps your heart for you. Um, look up artificial hearts uh, and look up heart transplant. That's your homework. Um, next, how is a human heart different than other animals like ape and pig? So human hearts and ape hearts and pig hearts and cow hearts and most mammals hearts are about the same now the number of valves and chambers may differ um, but it's generally the same it takes deoxygenated blood blood coming back from your body back to your heart deoxygenated blood pumps it to your lungs gets oxygenated or the animal's lungs and it gets oxygenated then it pumps it back to the rest of your body so your body can use the oxygen it's not all that different um, from animal to animal or human to human there's minor variations some have three chambers instead of four or some have different you know kinds of valves uh, but for the most part, they all, all a million hearts, uh, mammal mammalian hearts uh, are about the same. Uh, the next question you guys are asking, what can you tell us about a pacemaker? So a pacemaker is a really cool, neat little device. It's about the size of a quarter, maybe a little thicker. It sits under your skin, has two wires that go to your heart. Most of these are like this. And the wires 
uh, detect your heartbeat and if your heart is too slow it'll give you extra beats it's deep inside so you don't feel the electrical stimulation um, but it gives you extra beats it's for people whose electrical system has gone bad you know like an old house sometimes the wiring can go bad in an old house so like let's say an older person their body their wiring and their heart you know electrical system isn't working as well this gives you like little beats to kind of keep your heart uh, beating as it should what is a stress test should i encourage my loved ones to get their heart checked every year for blocked arteries so no you should not encourage your loved ones to get a uh, cardiac cath or a stress test every year the only time those are uh, ordered is when somebody actually has chest pain on exertion so if somebody's saying i'm getting really short of breath or, or i'm getting squeezing chest pain when i exert myself that's when you do a stress test so a stress test is we put you on a treadmill um, and we make you walk uphill while we got the EKG leads on you and we're monitoring your heart to see if your EKG changes. If you're having a heart attack or something called ischemia, which is a slightly blocked artery, like let's say one of these arteries in your heart, you know, you see this is the open area where the blood flows. Let's say it's like halfway blocked. If it's halfway blocked and you're just sitting there, nothing happens. You'll be fine. If it's halfway blocked and we put you on a treadmill and now we're making you work more, you need more oxygen, but it's halfway blocked your oxygen supply and demand there's a mismatch you cannot get enough oxygen or blood flow to your muscles or to your heart especially um, and there's a mismatch of oxygen demand and supply and that's when you feel that squeezing and your ekg changes um, there are other fancier stress tests with pictures and cameras and imaging um, you can actually look up my uh, youtube video just type in dr allo stress test under youtube and you can find there's a couple of them uh, but though that kind of explains what a stress test is and what it does so i hope you guys uh, enjoyed this talk i'm going to give you guys some homework so i want you for the next week to write down any acti anytime you do an activity that is not just sitting around. So like if you go for a walk, if you ride a bike, if you go roller skating, if you go hiking, if you play basketball, soccer, football, whatever. If you do an activity, write it down under like Monday or Tuesday, whatever day it is, and how long you did it for. And then also write down, make do like a food log for like two or three days. Write down about everything that you've eaten just so you get an idea of like this is what I eat every day to stay about the same weight. Um, and then eventually you can do some calculations, figure out your calories and see if you need to go up or down. If you want to bulk up and build muscle, you got to eat a little bit more. If you want to lose weight, you got to eat a little bit less. So I hope you guys enjoyed this. Feel free to reach out to me. You can find me on YouTube. I answer all the comments, DrAllo.tv, D-R-A-L-O.tv. I'm on YouTube. I will answer all of your questions. Um, you can also reach out to me on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, however you want to find me. Thank you guys for having me. I really, really enjoyed this. And again, sorry I couldn't be there with you guys. Um, if you have questions on any of this, please just go ahead and, and ask me um, through YouTube or however else you want to find me. Uh, my email is muhammadallo at gmail.com. Just ask me that way if you want, and I'll be more than happy to answer your questions. I hope you guys enjoyed this. Stay healthy. Have a good heart. Um, treat people well and with respect and be a good person and that's the most important thing.